0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Heart to Art, a podcast designed to get to the heart of the art teachers. I'm your host, Dave Tarzan. On this week's episode, I have a teacher from Osceola Elementary School in Ormond Beach, Florida, who has a specific way of opening and closing every class.
1: My mantra is, I am positive, I am creative, I am mindful, I am amazing, I am an artist. And so they repeat that, and we do the sign language motions with it, and that's how we start and end every art class, just so we're always ending on a high note.
0: We'll be getting to know her in a minute, but first, school is or already has come to a close, and I just want to say to all our teachers, our teachers especially, you did it. Congratulations on another year. Finished. Done. In the books. It's summer. Of course, we here at Artsonia will be working to make next year even easier for you. So please keep your ears and eyes open for announcements on this podcast or on the Artsonia website throughout this summer. Things we're doing. We're streamlining Google Classroom integration. I'll keep you updated on that. Also, maybe you're new to Artsonia or are a little intimidated by technology. I want to do a step-by-step basic list for setting up your uh, your Artsonia account. Um, I'm going to take you things like when to set up your roster, where to do it, um, collecting parent permissions, and doing your first project. Maybe you're a first-timer to Artsonia. So doing your first project and then using classroom mode. And then I already mentioned integrating with Google Classroom. Whether I explain what needs to be done or visit with an Artsonia teacher who can explain it through experience, I want to help all of you get into next year with the greatest arts education platform tool on planet Earth, artsonia.com. We are the best. Um, I don't think there's anybody out there who does what we do. Cool. Just had to get that out of the way. So onward with the teacher feature.
1: All right. Well, my name is Kelsey Quixall, and I'm an elementary art teacher. I just finished my third year. Um, I'm a teacher in Florida and let's see.
0: We're in I'm Florida. Very
1: passionate. OK, um, I'm in Ormond Beach. Uh, so Volusia County, it's East Coast, uh, northern Florida. It's kind of central in the middle okay. there. All right. Yeah.
0: Just to be clear. Kelsey does not take any credit for this mantra.
1: Uh, So I cannot take credit for the mantra that we use because that all goes to uh, another art teacher, uh, Sarah Krajewski. I think she teaches in Wisconsin. I need to fact check that. Um, But she was gracious to share her mantra through her platform on social media, which I take a lot of inspiration from all these other art teachers across the country. And the mantra comes directly from her.
0: After talking with Kelsey, there are two lessons I brought home to my own kids. The first one she explains is a powerful lesson everyone should learn. I know many adults that could use this one. One of
1: the things that is still to this day something I take into my own classroom from her was that she had this big sign on the wall that said, it had I can't and a strike through. Big red circle and the cross through and it was a big rule in her classroom you you can't say I can't and so I took that into my even my first year I made that same sign introduced it to the students and just I think if you don't learn that at the elementary level that you are able to do anything if you really just put your mind to it and practice makes perfect nobody's really born with that talent which a lot of students will think that like oh I'm not good at that so then they don't pursue it in middle or elementary and that goes on to their adult life and they think, oh, well, no, I'm, just drawing. I'm not an artist, but that all, you know, stems from being a child in the elementary level. So I think somebody in that in your life that's just influential to make you think that you can do anything, make you believe it. And uh, that's really one of my biggest mentors, I would say, or the biggest thing that I took from my own elementary art teacher.
0: The second lesson is one of Miss Q's favorites.
1: Um, Something that really just stands out right away is Beautiful Oops, the book by Barney Salzberg. Um, I love teaching that at any age range. I mean, it could even, I don't teach middle or high school and I never have, but I feel like you could even incorporate that book with those ages because it's all about just being okay with making mistakes. And that goes back to not being able to say I can't in the art room and just positive growth mindset. And I think that's what that book's all about. And once I begin the year with that, usually, then students start to remind each other, oh, it's, it's, you don't need to start it over, make it into a beautiful oops.
0: So, as soon as I got home, I ordered a copy of The Beautiful Oops. And my daughter read it right away. And she loves it. And I love that she loves it. I've always told my kids that there's really no such things as mistakes, except in math. I've always made mistakes in math. I mean, come on, if you ask me to, Add red and blue, I get purple, but add A plus B, I I get Abby. Uh, But the math teacher comes up with some real number like 2,381 or something. I'm kidding, of course. I was in college for aeronautical engineering. I was pretty good in math. But because I kept coming up with Abby, I had to switch majors. It seems Kelsey kind of had some similar issues.
1: When I had to pick a option for my major, I went to the University of Florida, and I just felt pressured to choose something that seemed like it was going with my path and seemed like a career option, and that turned out to be journalism. And so, I began studying journalism my first couple years of college, and I just really was not passionate about it. I still enjoy writing, but it just was like, oh... What, what am I doing here? Stick and, to the
0: facts, man. <laughs> stick to the facts. Yeah,
1: it wasn't, it wasn't as creative <laughs> as I wanted. I was yeah. thinking more like maybe magazine editor going somewhere in that direction. And at least with the classes, it was sticking to the facts and you know interviews, things like that.
0: Okay, now switching gears. One of the goals of this podcast is to offer creative ways teachers around the country use the Artsonia platform. Although Kelsey is a relatively new user to Artsonia, she quickly found her way around the website
1: yeah i can't believe that i've only been using it less than a year i started i think in september or i don't know if i started at end of august of the last school year but i it's always been on my list since my first year of teaching i've always known about it but it just seemed like too much for my first year so then i was like oh maybe my second year but i moved my i moved schools and then it was that third year where i was at the same school for two years and kind of my school i plan on staying at that i was like okay i need to just do this and it was so easy I was like, why didn't I do this sooner? And just the money that comes in, the fundraising, you guys just make everything so easy for teachers. And yeah, I can't believe I didn't do it sooner.
0: When using the more advanced features of the Artsonia website, Kelsey is definitely not afraid to take a leap of faith. She's teaching students in first grade seven-year-olds how to use classroom mode.
1: Well, because I don't have time to upload all their art. So that was the first thing I tried to teach them for at least first grade to fifth grade. I have to, I teach them that first project of the year. I think it was we did a tiny art show. And so that was a good one where everybody had the same project to upload to. So it wasn't a whole bunch of different projects that I had to, you know, write the instructions for. So they all had tiny art show. It was a small piece. They could do it at their own tables and they learned that process of the code and finding their name and everything. And I did that, I think, in August or September. And then from there, know that when they're done with their art, they upload it. I mean, a lot of teachers think that it takes a lot of time because it is going to if they take all the photos of, their, of the kids' art. But I think teaching students to photograph their own artwork is part of being an artist. And I mean, really, you can use that skill everywhere, not just for your art. A lot of students don't know how to take a good photograph.
0: I was going to say, and you, t- you teach them how to do this in first grade. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah, remarkable.
1: I, w- I, would do, I would do kindergarten, but they can't read yet. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe at the end of the year, but I still didn't accomplish that because that would be probably a nightmare having them use the iPads and asking, what does this say and what does that say? So first grade.
0: <laughs> this is under classroom mode?
1: yes so we do classroom mode i i don't sometimes i'll have one-to-one ipads if i borrow the set of ipads from the school but otherwise i have an ipad for each table they have they work in collaborative teams and so they have access to their team colors ipad at all times and they can go ahead in classroom mode and they know how to do it i mean there's reminders at the station too um but yeah, I, I try to teach them right away in first grade, and I think I'm going to keep going with that system because then they'll be experts by the time, you know, they're in fifth grade. And even in first grade, they're teaching their peers. If, if there's a student that you know is struggling or is not remembering the code or how to do it, there's always somebody at their table who's going to be like, "Oh, it's it's this. If this is what you do. Here you go. I'll help you." So again, giving students the responsibility to become, you know, the mentor, or the teacher, and I think that's they really enjoyed that process, too, of being able to use technology in the art room and photograph. Because I feel like a lot of the time, people don't believe that they can do it, you know?
0: Lucky, too. Kelsey set herself up for the new world of remote learning.
1: Well, I was actually very glad that, so I decided to use Artsonia for our online learning as our main um, resource and site. Like I was putting out YouTube videos, I was using Canvas as what my district um, used for online learning, but it's just not as creative as I would like it to be. I didn't want them to have to upload assignments through that and I was just happy that all of my students, I taught them to upload their own work to Artsonia at the beginning of the school year. So that was very helpful because the ones who were online they, they knew how to use it already. It wasn't something new that we were just introducing. So I was so relieved that there was a system in place that we could just continue.
0: It's always nice to hear from new arts educators who are still setting up their workflow as they are settling into what they hope are going to be their long-term homes. Their ideas can be refreshing and simple.
1: I created an uploading station in the room, and I know a lot of our other teachers do this, but something that was really helpful that I had just, I had used Sonia funds to purchase it too, was a light box, and now I have this station that, unfortunately, it's been sitting empty for months now, and we had just gotten it, I think, in maybe January or February, Uh, but I purchased a large light box and I have it on a table with directions on how to upload next to our iPads and so students when they're done with their art can go to the light box and they have the iPad on top of it and it's got like a stool to stand on and everything and they can just easily snap that photo and it looks great because of that light box and that was something that was just you know using I think like forty dollars or fifty dollars of fundraising money on Amazon and that has made a big difference in the quality of their photos.
0: And, of course, it's hard to talk with teachers about Artsonia without talking about fundraising.
1: Artsonia is great for having that fundraising, too. I know I've noticed parents all get excited when I see that they've purchased their kids' art printed on something, and that money helps a lot to fund our programs, especially when we're going back to such uncertainty where students might have to have their own supplies. And, gosh, that's just that's crazy because now we're looking at – having individual supplies instead of shared supplies.
0: And yeah. I have, oh, lots of things right. about that. <laughs> right. A big thanks to Kelsey Q for being with us for this episode of Heart to Art. Hopefully we can have her on the show again sometime and uh, find out what new things she might have brought into the classroom. Enjoy the summer and stay safe. Thanks for tuning in to Heart to Art. If you like what you hear please subscribe and tell your friends heart to art is produced by Artsonia, the world's largest museum for kids art with almost 80 million pieces of art featured on our website we've raised over 10 million dollars for children's arts education our mission is to bring communities together to celebrate children's artistic expressions until next week keep on creating on Bye now.